Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, everybody? This is Bam Erickson here for Afterbus TV for Power Season 6, Episode 3, titled Forget About Dre. Jerry Ferreira is in the building as our guest for Afterbus TV. Let's go! You're tuned in to Afterbus TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. I, I never took a straight hey. pain away. They brought it back. The OG. The OG song. They brought it back. Works. Yes, yes. Here, pressure works. Good yeah. job, Fitty. What's up, everybody? I'm Bam Erickson, and I would like to introduce a panel. To my left, we have Jill Monroe. Hey, thanks for checking us out. And to my other, uh, to my far left, we have... <laughs> Robin Ayers. Your girl, Robin Ayers. And, and as you can see, we have a very special, uh, another special guest in the building. If you guys remember, Cornelia, I'm sure you do. Uh, what's up, Cornelia? It's good to have you filling in for Jimmy. And uh, Jimmy's not here today, but, you know, Cornelia, she'll be taking good care of us. Shout out to Jimmy. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, of course. Welcome back. Good to be back. Yeah, definitely. And joining us via Skype from New York, he plays Ooh. Joe Proctor. Please welcome the one and only Jay Ferrer. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> How are you? What's going on, guys? Hey. So, speaking of the theme song, so, Jerry, let's ask you, do you have a preference? Did you like the the original version? Do you like the, the remix? What's your opinion? Uh, look, I, I mean, the original is, you know, kind of part of the reason why I got hooked. I mean, it just kind of draws you in. I don't have any problems with the remix. The remix is great. Uh, I'm, 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 it was nice to go back and revisit the original. Um, uh, it was nice this episode three to uh, to hear that again. You said that oh so smoothly. <laughs> that was so smooth. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can't piss off right yeah. the boss, even though the fans bullied him into right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so exactly what happened. We're happy. Fifty never gets bullied. Right. <laughs> so okay, so before we get into your storyline and what happened in last night's um, episode, I would like just a little bit of the backstory between uh, Proctor and his ex-wife Lindsay because I do wonder. You know, there's this whole thing of. Did Proctor set Lindsay up? I'm more inclined to think that they were married, they partied and did drugs, maybe recreational, and then maybe she got hooked. And then once she was becoming addictive, then you had to kind of step in and you had to take custody of your child. But what is the actual backstory between Joe Proctor and Lindsay? So, as was pitched to me, now this is a, you know, quite a few years ago when I first came onto the show by Courtney Kemp, the show creator. Uh, they were married as his ex-wife, and uh, obviously they have a little girl together, and similar to what you said, there was some partying, although she was probably partying a lot harder than he was. When things started to go south, he didn't necessarily, he took his daughter, but he cleaned up your act. That was almost his uh, way of keeping his daughter, by keeping her a mess and kind of uh, still using that was kind of a bad negotiating point to keep custody of his daughter. So her cleaning up her act and starting to get her life together is sort of a bad a bad vibe for Joe Proctor because he's now that much closer to sharing custody and maybe even losing custody down the road. Mm, okay. Mm. 
Okay. So you just admitted, basically, you had some shady ways in the past. <laughs> I don't think it's a big secret anymore that Brockton <laughs> definitely doesn't know where the, the lines are, like who's yeah. on what side, good or bad. I think he looks at everybody as both good and bad all at the same time. I don't think he respects some of the federal prosecutors that are uh, coming at him on the other side of the courtroom. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Many times I think we've said in this studio that we would like Proctor as our attorney. Right. I mean, in real life, seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine, I mean, minus the booger sugar, you know. <laughs> sugar. We would like Proctor. And, and I think, especially now that the wife is getting clean, we're starting to see where the daughter stands. Because yeah. in this episode, we got to hear from her. Well, kind of, she broke down crying. But this whole time, we were assuming that she wanted to be with her father only. But um, technically... Just, I mean, the way the mom, the way Lindsay did it, she was, it was enticing. Hey, we get to get our nails done. I don't feel like she felt like she was picking sides. I felt like she was like, oh God, I'm I like, I don't know what the hell to do. Yeah. And she broke down, started crying. So mm. I wouldn't say she's necessarily in favor of her mom. She was just put in a situation where she saw mommy, daddy. She saw the, 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 the judge and she didn't know what the hell to do. Mm. Yeah, I, I can say that. Yeah. I mean, what I remember from hearing that and also watching it back, uh, talking about like when we first come in and we see uh, my daughter, you know, it's also the first time we kind of see my wife and she is a mess. So if anything, what I read from that too was like the daughter was a little scared maybe to possibly be spending that much time with her mom because she only knows her mom is kind of a mess. So it was, it's probably an unsafe situation for her. But uh, but it's still her mom, you know. I think I, she's such a wonderful actress. Uh, Matea is her name, and uh, she's just like those scenes pull at your heart. You know, you see a little ten year, eleven year old girl crying. It's like, oh, all right, fine. You go stay with your mom for a little while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I find interesting, um, I, I really like uh, Proctor and Lindsay's uh, relationship because, as I've mentioned before, that um, you know the one of the themes of the show is really is this power struggle between both uh, between Ghost and Tasha so now that Lindsay's back into the picture she's gotten clean now there is a there's a power struggle between the two and now what Lindsay's trying to do is she's trying to use her leverage because she knows she was married to Proctor so she knows all this dirt mm -hmm. and then on top of that then you then you add in all of the things that Joe Proctor uh, is affiliated with and now possibly the ties can turn and so, what do you guys think about that? That what Lindsay Just, might get yeah, the upper hand? Yeah, like Lindsay now is using her power position. Lindsay picked the wrong side. Well, <laughs> and, and, and two, we got to think long game because yeah. Proctor is in the middle of all of this. He's in the middle of Tommy's mm -hmm. shenanigans. He's in the middle of Ghost shenanigans. <laughs> Remember, Proctor helped clean up a dead body out of his own apartment. So he, so long game, it might not be in. The, in the worst interest for his ex-wife to get clean because if Proctor go down, who's going to keep the kid? She That's needs a good to stay point. clean. That's mm -hmm. a great but, point. But, but her, her objective is, I feel like Lindsay's objective is to, is to pull and get the child herself, which is why she's doing this because she knows of his past. And then on top of that, if you add on to the fact that he did clean up the body, 
Uh, he has the he has situations. The, the, the he has yeah. a laptop. I feel like I'm I'm sorry. So Jerry, so let me just explain. I have this <laughs> I have this desire to want to kill people off yeah. on the show. Yeah, I'm so still so I think with Lindsay, I think with Lindsay now trying to play her position, I think she can possibly get you. I, I'm not you. I feel like she can possibly get Proctor and Cooper killed, and then she takes. He's full killing you off. He yeah. has full. He she gets off. full custody, and she and he she goes off. off. I mean, <laughs> he's not he giving you the face. He's giving you that face. We disagree. Yeah. Listen, mm-hmm. all I'll say is uh, it's power. You yeah. know, everybody's life is on the line every episode. You just don't know uh, what's going to happen, who's going to get it from who, from where. It's uh, it's the, it's kind of what makes the show intoxicating because sometimes it's people you love sometimes it's people you love rooting against so yeah. you just don't know um those are some good theories though those are really interesting <laughs> so but i, I have I a question that. because we've been you know really just trying to pick apart the scene where you hide the laptop the laptop everybody wants to know about the laptop now can we just forget about it or is it really going to make uh, an appearance back on the show well, listen, judging from the reaction I get in the streets, uh, walking around my neighborhood, no one's forgetting about it. <laughs> people yell that for me from blocks away. Like, you better get rid of that laptop. <laughs> so uh, I don't think anyone's forgetting about it, at least the, the audience, the fans. Um, you know, there's some interesting stuff on that laptop. And, you know, I, I, it just, it's, 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 <laughs> What can I say here? Um, Careful. We like it. (laughs) I mean, it's around. Look, it's certainly out there. The laptop is still out there. Like, I don't know. Maybe we'll see what happens with it. Maybe not. But um, it's getting hot for everybody. People are starting to make strong choices. I want to pose this question. So um, so both uh, Ghost and Tommy were asked by Proctor to find out details of Alicia's, um, of, of the trial, and Proctor gives the info to Tommy over Ghost. I mean, I know why he did that, but I just wanted to just throw that out there, that Proctor chose to give the information to Tommy and not Ghost. Well, he gave it to both, though. Yeah, I thought they, he gave it to yeah, both. Yeah, because both showed up. He they gave both. it to both, right? Mm-hmm. I thought he gave it only to Ghost. I'm sorry, I thought he only to gave Tommy. the information to Tommy. He get, uh, he had, to me for clarification. Jerry's like, I, I don't know what I can answer. You, you guys are gonna have to tune in and okay. get more pieces of information. That's too, well, it's, no, he, it's getting a little spoilery oh, in here. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I, I I assume that that Proctor gave the information to Tommy because oh. only because. He knows that Tommy is itching to kill him. So anything that Tommy wants from Proctor, Proctor, Proctor technically has to follow the order of Tommy, being that Tommy wants to kill him. But what what does it say about the fact that Ghost actually showed up at the same location with his own plan? Doesn't that say that he also had the same information that Tommy did? Because how would he have gotten it? Unless, well, I, mean, I guess he could have. So who was the person who texts old boy with the with the cup of water? That was the other question is, who, who did the text? Because maybe the person who texts old boy was the one who got the information from old boy and inside source, and the other person got it from Proctor. Okay, I th- <laughs> I think that, I don't know, you cleared this up, Jerry, but I think that it was Tommy who had that information to text the guy. Because remember, Tommy, Tommy said, oh, and what's your boy... Like your connect and your inside connect because we're gonna need that too. So I'm a yeah, because he's gonna have to run. They said something about him yeah, paying yeah. him to leave after that happened. So, but then also another another question <laughs> in regards to that is, 
how the hell did Ghost think that he was going to pull this off by himself going solo? But that's something that we'll talk about more. But let's <laughs> yeah. let's let's get more let's get more into to to Jerry. So any mm-hmm. any other questions about his character before we go into some other stuff? Well, did you want to say something, Jerry? You look like you were on the on the brink of saying something. No, no all I'm going to say is like I, if if Proctor did tell Tommy, I mean, there could be a lot of advantages to that if he did do that. You know, you're also maybe sending him into a dangerous situation too. You mm. know, Proctor is very uncomfortable around Tommy as we uh, as we all have grown to see. So yes. uh, I think it's possible he shared it with Tommy and maybe Ghost got us somewhere else and maybe told both of them. Mm. Okay. Okay, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, Pam. Uh, so outside of outside of power, um, we want to just ask some some other questions about some of the things that you okay. have going on. Um, my fr- my first question is, you know, once everyone knows that Jerry was on Entourage and he played Turtle. If you don't know that, then yes. you know you're under a rock. You're under a rock. <laughs> but um, when when Entourage started to take off and this show became such a part of pop pop culture, were you worried as an actor that you were not? Possibly that you are possibly going to be typecast and people would only see you as turtle before obviously you started to do other movies and and you be and you became this and you got this role but did it ever did you ever have a, like a fear about it I mean absolutely uh only because too it's kind of what you if you know growing up doing this at a rather young age I mean I started when I was like 18 years old it's something you constantly hear about so it was always in the back of, I think, all of our minds, especially, you know, if you go back, Entourage started in 2004, you know, so back then, too, if you kind of did TV, you only really did TV, right. and if you did movies, you only really did movies, and the two didn't really cross over, well, now you, you know, cut to 15 years later, I mean, you have movie stars doing TV shows, you have TV stars doing movies, and some are, some guys and girls are doing both and everything, and podcasts, so, like, all those old school kind of typecasting rules I think have been thrown out the window. I think if uh, if you're a lazy person who kind of likes to relax on what you have done in the past, I think it's a much more dangerous threat. I think if you're motivated and you enjoy what you do, and uh, I, I think that there's a lot of opportunity to show people you know, what you could do. Power, when it first started for me, was you know a couple of episodes, and then Courtney Kemp told me she had plan for the character but I, I didn't know so not that I took a big risk but it was a chance for me to show a different side and look what it led to I mean five years later you know yeah. I found myself on a show that I mean we just had the premiere at Madison Square Garden 13,000 people I don't think I'll ever I don't think anyone will ever see anything like that again for mm-hmm. a TV show yeah I mean power was is viewed like a like a sporting event people were cheering booing screaming like it just it makes people emotional I don't know what it is but uh, so I, and I guess also if, if typecasting really was a thing and look I get it it is but it sort of happened to me twice so doesn't that kind of disprove the theory it, it, it shouldn't really happen again it yeah. should only happen right. once yeah. you're typecast that's all you are so now you cut to 15 years later I'll walk down one street people are screaming turtle I'll cross over go around the block people are screaming proctor and they don't even know about each other wow so that's what's kind of cool yeah how did you get the part for the for proctor uh, that's, that's a good story. So um, I had a meeting with Courtney Kemp uh, way back in season one. And uh, I think before season one started shooting, but I had read the pilot and I think they were already picked up to go to the theaters. And we were talking about a different role. And for some reason, it didn't happen like scheduling wise. But uh, she said, she gave me the old line of like, all right, well, I, 
I want to work with you. I'm going to write something for you one day. And it's like, I mean, I've heard that quite, <laughs> quite often in my career and rarely does that ever come to be. And sure enough, and you know, I watch all of season one of Power and I'm like, oh great, yeah, of course, the show's awesome. Like I could have been on this show and it didn't work out. She called a year later. She said, hey, um, I wrote this role. It's for uh, the criminal defense attorney for Ghost. He hires you to go represent Tommy. It's not a whole lot of stuff in season two, but it's going somewhere. And then she laid out this plan. And I said, oh, great, yeah, could you send me a scene? And then she sent me over like two scenes that were of you know her Courtney level awesome. And I was just in, I got on the plane, I flew to New York, I was shooting like two days later. And again, you cut to five years from then, I mean, it's just, it's just been a wild, wild ride. I am so happy that I was a part of this show. I really do think it's a historic show. It yeah. is, yeah. it is. So, so uh, Jerry, if you don't know, we actually have a live chat going on in YouTube on every of our episodes. And uh, the fans are watching right now. They're very excited to talk to you and ask you questions. And I have a couple of good ones. Uh, and I'm right. sorry, I cannot pronounce this name, but it's the P-O-I-U-I 98 says, could Turtle, your character from Entourage, survive in the world of power? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I think so. I, 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 think, I think Turtle had some hustle in him. I mean... I don't know if he would have made it to the end. I'll say he would have survived a long time. I don't know if Turtle would have made it to the very, very end because he might have just smoked too much weed and got, <laughs> he said yeah. and got himself, he got himself killed. Yeah, that's good. Um, I have one more question, um, and this is from Original24 that said, um, is there a real-life lawyer that you studied or spoke to for this role? And if so, what advice or piece of information helped you the most to prepare for this role? Um, that's a really good question. Uh, I didn't get the chance to speak to anybody, but um, one of the things that Courtney and I bonded over when she was also telling me about the character was, um, so she was I, I grew up in Brooklyn and we had some similar interests and she, she reminded me of way back in like the late 80s, early 90s, obviously, not to bring up names from that, but John Gotti, you know, yeah. old, when, you know, yeah the Teflon Don, as they called him, was constantly beating charges from the government. He had a lawyer, Bruce Cutler, I think his name was, who was very theatrical in the courtroom. Like when he was defending his clients, it was like theater to this guy. He was big, over the top. He was a bully. He was a big guy. And hmm. she kind of used that as like an early example. And um, so anytime I was in those courtroom scenes, I just tried to be as big and over the top. And, you know, if, if, a, if a witness said something I didn't like, it was like I would literally just look horribly offended. And <laughs> try to put on. So, uh, yeah, those those courtroom scenes, which are always very tricky, became like theater for me. So uh, that's a good question. Nice. Yeah, old, very school, good. old school, you know, mock attorneys back in the 80s were people who we looked at. I have two questions. You mentioned um, you mentioned earlier when you when I asked you about the uh, casting process and how you got the role and how there was a different role that didn't work out. I have to be nosy because we found out that a lot of actors audition for different roles but wound up getting something else. Like like uh, Shane Johnson went out for Tommy, but then he wound up getting uh, the Cooper Sacks role. So I have to be nosy. What was the role that you didn't get? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I'm gonna have to get back to you. I'm really gonna have to ask Courtney because I'm trying, maybe it wasn't even about a specific role. It might have been 
more of a general meeting, like I'll find something for you in this show, or maybe mm-hmm. it was, you know, we're going back now, This that was like seven years ago, mm-hmm. I'm a little old and sleep deprived, because we have a, <laughs> a, a four month old sleeping in the other room who doesn't like to sleep too much. Um, and congratulations. I will have to, if it comes to me, I'll, I won't, I'll spit it out before the end of this. I, I gotta, I gotta think. The old man is getting tired right now. No, I can see you as Greg. Yeah. I can see. Oh, I can see yeah, yeah. Greg. Okay. Yeah, I can see a Greg character. Was it Greg? Was it Greg? Greg was creepy. I, if it comes to me, I will. I will. I will say it, and I might even try to slip in a text to find out. Because <laughs> now you got. I really can't remember. Okay. To me, it was always Proctor, but Proctor wasn't around in season one. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe she was going to bring Proctor in in season one. I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. I'll get back to you. There's another question that someone asked on Instagram uh, at Flavor Fe- at Flavor Flex. He wants to know: Has Doug Ellen talked to you about a sequel to Entourage? Uh, no. I mean, it, I, I think like jokingly, maybe every now and then, like, well, well, he'll say something like, "Oh, like we'll see something in the news, and maybe we'll he be like, oh, I write about this. We'll do it in the sequel.'" But I mean we've all gotten up there age-wise you know I don't think we can all be living together all in our 40s and and, and some even older you know I think um, we had such a good run with Entourage eight years and a movie almost 100 episodes like I think we really did everything we could have possibly done with those characters I mean I wouldn't say no because I love those guys and it would be a great opportunity just to hang out with them and kind of do like a reunion tour but I really think we I think we did all that we could do with those characters. We had a great run, mm-hmm. so uh, I think it's—I think everybody's kind of like, yeah, we we did it. Just let, now let it let it live on. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Rest a little. Now this is not a trick question, but I have to ask. So what's next for Jerry? That, it's not a trick question, but it is a tricky question. Mm-hmm. Um, I do uh, have a show that I am producing with Courtney Camp. I know I've brought her up a bunch of times because mm-hmm. she's just one of my favorite writers of all time so uh her and i sold the show to hbo and uh nice. she's in the writing process right now and like the thick of it doing what she does mm-hmm. and obviously there's steps that have to go to make sure that gets on the air but uh going off her track record i think it stands a really good shot um it's kind of set in the world of uh uh police corruption in new york mm-hmm. so uh you know she's gonna bring mean you know she's gonna bring it so yeah. uh yeah hopefully that would be the next thing which we would find out about real soon but um I, it's, it's the life of an actor man i've had a great job for five years and yeah. then you know it's it's over now so it's like oh i really gotta go i gotta get out there and clean myself up and look again the good news about this is um so i've been off for a few months my son was born four months ago so i really got a chance to spend a lot of time with him in these early days mm-hmm. so i think you know, if I find myself on another show again, working 50, 60 hours, I'm going to like look back at this time. But I really got four awesome months with him before, like, I'm like, I'm just a stay at home dad right now. And I love it. I wish I could do just this. It'd be great. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. congratulations. As well Thank as you. you are still considered a newlywed, right? So congratulations to you and your wife. Yeah. Two, I mean, two years. I mean, it's, it's flown by, but she is definitely the uh, the better half. As uh, <laughs> oh yeah, just look at my Instagram. You could tell she's the better half of this relationship. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah. Well, we want to thank you so much. Um, it was a pleasure the couple of times that we've met you at uh, different screenings and stuff for for power and you were always so nice and you you know uh, you took photographs with us you stopped you stopped and you chatted with us and uh, we want to thank you so much because we love your character and we love the work that you do and uh, we're just we're, we're really um, grateful that you had the time to uh, stop and chat with us well I just want to take a couple of seconds and thank you guys thank all the power fans like everybody who's a part of the power universe you know um, going into this last season, everybody knew we, we, we have to deliver on this final season because the amount of love and respect and also just like genuine joy watching this show that I've seen from the people who thoroughly enjoy it. It's, I've really never seen anything like it. It's been the best part of the job. Mm -hmm. So I thank everybody out there listening. I thank you guys. Like all that, all this stuff matters a lot when getting the word out about the show. And I think after six years now, it's really, I mean, we're looking at it now. I really do think it's, uh, it's a historic show that people will be talking about for a long time, even after it's gone. Yep. Yeah. We agree. Yeah. We agree. So well, thank, thank you, you again. Thank, yeah, you, thank you, Jerry. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. We'll talk Have to you soon. Have a great, all right. I will. Have a good one. Sure. All right. See you later. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Ow. Wow. Nice. Okay. So much fun. So much fun to, yeah. to chat with him. But now, we got to get going. All right, so Dre's back. Agent Donovan's dead. Okay, so what are your thoughts on Drake Hill and Agent Donovan after protect? <laughs> right to business, right. y'all. Yeah. Listen, well, we knew that was coming that, up, the though. The clock yeah. is winding down, and, yeah, we, got, and we, yeah. we got to go. So what's your thoughts on that? Some people thought that uh, that was messed up what Dre did. I say no, but, you know. It is messed up, but he is a gangster. We know that from he's a street dude. Mm -hmm. And so if you're thinking from the mind of a street dude, he's like, I have an opportunity right now to get out of here and not testify. <laughs> So if you're looking at it from that vantage point, you can see and understand why he did that. But yeah, I was like, Dre, you're a buster for that. Like, that ain't cool. Like, he just took a bullet for you trying to save you and your daughter. Right. But I could understand why he did that as well. Who was in his arms. She she saw him shoot the gun and was like, mm, what's happening? Yeah. Like, hello. No. Smeared, the, your smeared blood. I was yeah. like, oh my yes. gosh. Wait, really? So, really quickly, shout out to Fifty in his first directorial debut. Yes, for Power. yes, I think he did a great job. Great job yeah, on did. this episode. Okay, yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> Fosty. That's for Fosty. Look, the direction and the script are two separate things. So okay, because so, Bam always okay. disagrees. Right. Okay, yeah. what's well, well, said a lot. But, right, but what I what, but, but what I will say about uh, why it was necessary for Donovan to die is Dre's a street dude. He does not like cops. And then on top of that, um, the fact that he couldn't safely get him to where he needed to be, you can't you the the all of the agents in the task force. It's like the Real Housewives of New York. They gossip every. Nobody can ever keep a secret. Mm -hmm. No one can ever <laughs> keep a secret. So, so Cooper didn't know. He found out through the dude who was messing with Angela last Steven, season, right? Yeah, Stephen Tapio. And so now they're just a couple minutes away, and now all of a sudden everybody comes. You know, after Dre, like there's too many leaks. Dre had to kill him and go about his business. And then on top of that, you insult the man by telling him that he's an awful daddy. The look on his face when he told him, mm -hmm. when he questioned something about him, and then the the look that Dre gave him, like, are you real? Seriously, I mean, you gonna? But he wasn't very good. I mean, no, no, he's he not. No, no, he's not. But you know, <laughs> but a person's ego is 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 everything. So I felt mm -hmm. that it was necessary for um for him to go, but. I mean, you know, I like Ty. Yeah, Ty is I, yeah. a good dude. Yeah, he's, so, he's, I mean, yeah. sorry to see him go, but Shout I know he, he's, you, yeah. he's consistently working and doing all that stuff. So, yeah. you know, he'll be, he'll be good. Okay, so Cooper Sacks and Blanca and Dre. So, Cooper 
sacks I put is a he's a putz. You know, um, I think Dre will probably kill Cooper before someone kills him. He's made a com- he's made a completely per- uh, personal and Blanca Blaze ba- Blanca basically gave the full rundown of what she thinks happened. She's right as rain, and Cooper's like, nope, Ghost did it. Talk. She's right, except for the fact that she still believes that uh, Ghost killed Angela. But as far as the breakdown of it, and right. she was she yeah she said what the alternate scenario is. But I mean, I don't think I think out of all of these people, I think Cooper gonna be one of the last men standing. I think so too. I don't think I Dre think so. getting out <laughs> and him having this now internal beef with Dre has anything to do with that. Cooper has been consistently the the only one who has played each and every side successfully. So for that reason alone, I think Cooper is going to last to the end. Now, who they think is going to, who they think actually killed Angela, we'll see. But I don't think Dre getting out and him having that stand down with Cooper is going to do anything for Cooper. Okay. Dre got bigger fish to worry about. He out yeah. on the streets. He really? back on the streets. <laughs> really, really, really. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so Tasha Tariq Ghost in the next generation. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> next so, generation. Um, Canelia. I mean, I, it, if we what we know about Power Book Two is factual, and we're all assuming because we haven't really heard much, it is seem it does seem like it's set up for this new regime to be the continuation of what yeah. they already started. However, I just got a problem with that little white boy being Tommy. If that's to- the new Tommy, <laughs> then the <they're laughs> yeah. host. But, but you also, like is that the new Tommy? But you also have to remember that. Tommy just didn't wake up and all of a sudden become this this hood um, this hood dude because you have to remember Ghost taught him everything he used to get beat up he, he got protected bullied him, right? he, yeah. pr- he protected him and and also I don't know how this is gonna sound but a white person surrounding himself by black people it it's a buildup for you to become. But he they had choked like I hear you <laughs> uh-huh. but when Tommy got beat up he was in where he, he was, was in, in Elmhurst like JFK went totally- to choke. Right, it's, it's a different setting. I think I'll be interested interested to see that character, the new Tommy, if he's the new Tommy mm-hmm. at all, because he could just be this little pawn. Maybe he's setting up um, to re. Maybe he's gonna give him some connect or something that he needs, and then disappear. Who knows? He, he has. I, I feel like he has a lot of Tommy uh, ways about him. He's very impulsive. Like I like. I, I mm-hmm. see. I see some similarities with him. And then also, when you think about when when. Um, I don't know, just Tommy Jr. I don't know. Th- I don't know what his name is. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but little, but little Junior. <laughs> so little Junior brings his 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 rich white friends in, and and Ghost Junior Tariq mm-hmm. basically has to check him on the things. Let's be real. Tommy's not a boss, right? Mm-hmm. So Ghost t- teaches him everything, and prior to their to their to their breakup, Ghost is always having to to play that big brother, checking him about the things that he needs to do. So I, I mean, I can see it. Yeah. To me, I trust that it wouldn't be that obvious. Like you know, a part of me is like, I hope it wouldn't be this blatant. Right. Like this is a new Tommy. This, even though that's what it that that it that is like. what it is. I I believe, and me I think too. all of the yeah. internet has caught on yeah. and yeah. said that. But I don't think it's as obvious as like he's got to have <laughs> exactly what Tommy yeah. has, like mm-hmm. every single trait. I don't yeah. think it's got to be that obvious. We just kind of see it for what it is. Like yeah. Yeah, makes sense. What's your take on Tasha Jr.? On Effie? Effie. So Effie is either the feds, a plant, or or 
when she was talking about how her brother was killed not too long ago, it got me started to thinking, like, is her brother, was her brother the one that Ray Ray shot? Like, was he in, because she's always asking about the connect. And that makes me concerned, because why are you this girl that was so anti the streets and what that represented? Maybe it, it's because of her brother's death. Always wanting to know where the drugs are coming from. Why are you that curious? But then I'm also wondering, on the flip side, is her brother somehow connected to Ray Ray or those licks that they were doing? Is that who how he got shot? You I know what? Know. I, and that could be Jill. I just don't know that they have time to do all of that in this season, right? But like that's why season. That's why Power Book Two. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like it could so you know tell me us out. What like, it is we might we explore. Yeah. May, maybe. Maybe. Uh-huh. I just think that it's going a different route. I think that she wants to know the game. She wants to sort of like Tasha. I mean, hey, we're, we're doing all the comparisons here. I think it's kind of like that. Like, let me ask questions because I want to be in on this. I want to, you know, be with you on this. Mm-hmm. And Tasha knew to connect. Tasha, yeah. exactly. If we're staying consistent yeah. with who they're mom character is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then yeah. Tasha knew to connect. Tasha knew how the business was ran. She knew she knew who ran each set. She knew everything. She knew how to clean the money. And so. also and I also feel that because they got rid of Canaan Pills all in one day, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's possible because you know when it's been like drugs. But um it's possible. So they got rid of all the drugs and now he has no he has no connect. He has no no access to the drugs. And now she possibly I mean, I don't know what part of New York she's from, but she possibly... She might know the connect? She might, she might be the connect to mm. the drugs and the connect to Tariq's heart. I think the, I think the connect is Tommy. Because Tommy, people, they don't show us things for no reason. And the fact that Tommy took Lala or Tasha, Keisha, mm-hmm. into the warehouse <laughs> yeah. and told her specifically all of the drugs that eventually... Tariq and mm. his roommate and, and baby Tasha were talking about I didn't see that as a, a, a coincidence because yeah. they have everything that they're selling that right they there need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and they need some more outlets they need more outlets exactly so so Reed Dollar says I don't trust Effie do we all agree there or do you I, not I, I trust I, Effie I don't because I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the writing but to go from self-righteous to to desperate in two minutes to me I don't know if I don't want to blame it on the writing or but that's what they told us about Tasha. Tasha was going to accounting eager. school and yeah. she was she was about her business. That's true. She was in the car with Ghost that got pulled over and she hit the gun for Ghost. It wasn't him pressuring her. It mm-hmm. wasn't no, no switcheroo. It was her being like, okay, I'm just going to be down right. with you. I'll forget accounting school. Speaking of Tasha and Ghost. <laughs> forget it. Speaking of Tasha and Ghost really quick. So, so Tasha... It feels underappreciated. So she's at the new apartment. Mm-hmm. Tariq is not feeling the vibe. Uh, she's pissed. And then he puts the money on the table. She's like, where you get this from? Mm-hmm. Tariq lies and says that it's from, from Canaan. And then right as she's getting ready to go off and reveal the information, which mm-hmm. I keep saying, just tell the boy. But Ghost knocks on the door. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, because there's a power struggle between the two of them, mm-hmm. they got to butt heads and they completely forget that she f- completely forgets that Tariq has a lot of money on the table to offer her. Thoughts? He, I don't. Um, I don't have none. Okay. Yeah. All right. So hit it. Ghost. That'll unfold. Yeah. I think at some point in time. Um, let's talk about uh, Tommy and Ghost. But uh, Forrest 
split second. Um, I do want to talk about Tommy and his interactions with Lakeisha and this whole thing. Oh. It just bothers me. It, it, everything in me <laughs> says this is wrong. I don't like how it's going down. Like them getting out the car and he's got this smirk. <laughs> he goes around, opens her door. She steps out. She's like, giving her best Beyonce from the diva yeah. video moment. She is completely laced. <laughs> from head to toe. But you know what? Trip. What's the first thing she said? Please, please, uh, notes come together. The first thing she said is, I don't know if I'm ready for all this, Tommy. Of course That's she is. That's the first we thing know, out of her mouth. Yeah, we know this. Mm-hmm. So it's like this, it just doesn't belong. I don't like that he's uh, bringing her in um, and she's very reluctant to do so. She does it, obviously, with the whole uh, scene at the court. But um, I don't like that. Well, but she's toast. Yeah, she, I mean... Keisha's toast. And we're ch- is Keisha's- she possibly because I wonder is she a snitch or will she become a snitch? Then that makes her toast too. Yeah. I don't yeah. think she's. I think she's really trying to just be down for Tommy. I think it, of course. I don't think this is going to end well. But I think the problem is she's chasing. She's still chasing Tasha. Mm-hmm. These are all of the things that Tasha has done. Yeah. So the fact that she wants the bag, she wants that lifestyle, she want to be. Tasha and go so bad to the point where that's she's like I'll do it I'll do whatever you want yeah. and unfortunately now she's talking about she gonna clean the money at the hair salon so yeah and, and he's trusting her to do that how do you know she knows how to do it correctly but you, like just, but, but anyway. you also have to remember Tommy like I always said Tommy's not a boss boss right he has his whole goon squad around him and he does not know how to he doesn't know he doesn't have the the mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. Ghost has so he is so because he knows how to. He's basically controlling. Uh, he's basically controlling Keisha. But you also have to remember, everybody that gets with Tommy dies. Mm. Indeed. Yeah, he's uh, he's so controlling he, her, but yeah. he's using Tasha's yeah. information to control her. But he's using Keisha. Like I, Keisha's he's playing jealousy. both of them. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually playing both of them. Like you can hear what he says to uh, to Keisha. He's like, yeah, fuck that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then to uh, to to Tasha, he's saying another thing about, like, yeah, Keisha's got to get on board, like, you know, or whatever. So yeah. he's playing both of them, um, which I guess is smart. Maybe he learned that from Ghost. He learned a little bit of street. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a scene, a very powerful scene that we could talk mm-hmm. about. Um, I know we're skipping around, but, guys, we're, uh, we're running late on time, so I'm just mm-hmm. going to jump to it. Um, we also, we know that Jason set both of them up to deliver uh, Alicia Jimenez, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well... Ghost thought it was really smart and I actually think that this might come to fruition at some point where he thought it was smart to call Tommy and say you know let's take out let's cut our losses I told y'all <laughs> yeah I yeah. think that that uh, it was a smart move on his uh, for him to do there's something else that I wanted to point out did you guys notice when that phone call happened the the complete contrast between the two of them. Ghost has a nice refreshing beverage or drink in his hand Mm -hmm. and he's got the city life going on. It's the good boy status. It's like you know, um, the money. It it represents the business, the, the clean life. And then he's calling Tommy who is at the he's that beautiful scene I don't know where it is like under the bridge or something where you're overlooking the city it just represents street life yeah. and so the contrast between between the two of them I just thought was beautifully shot and you know I guess we gotta give it to 50 on that yeah. so do you guys think that ultimately that's cause I think the fans really miss that you know the the two of them together riding for something like that do you think it'll happen that way I think um I think Ghost will eventually have to kill Jason by himself. And then once he kills Jason, you know, Tommy then doesn't have the distro. So then will he go to his uh, daddy side of the people, the Italians? So that's going to force Tommy to have to figure something else out because he refuses to have to work with Ghost. So and because the two of them are, are in this contest, you know, Ghost is a smarter one. And, you know, when you do dirt by yourself, you tend not to get caught. 
Mm. I, I just have a feeling that at the end of the day, yes, they're upset with each other to the point where they try to kill each other. Mm-hmm. But when you ask possibly ghosts, not Tommy, either Jason or Tommy, kill either one, he's going to kill Jason. So I don't necessarily think... <clears throat> I think one. I think the redemption is gonna come, not by force, but just by sheer nature of their relationship. Okay. So I wouldn't be surprised if a if a ghost killed Jason because he was trying to save Tommy or something of that dynamic. Oh, but okay. yeah. them coming together and 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 at this point, to me, it's too soon. So when Ghost called him and said, "Let's let's do this together," I was mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, "Well, we're only on episode three. No, yeah. y'all need to beef a little longer. Mm-hmm. Try to kill him one more time, <laughs> and then <laughs> we can talk Rejoice. about it." I can't. Cornelius, you can't. Hey, try to kill him again. Like, we ain't, we ain't <laughs> Try to kill him again. Get him again. <laughs> Stay right. right. And then we, we good. So, okay. really, so really quickly, mm-hmm. um, I think, do we all agree that the kidnapping uh, scene was garbage? Yes. Trash. Unrealistic. <laughs> trash. How was Ghost in his little dad cap coming in by yourself? What are you going to do? Shake him with your screwdriver mm-hmm, and your maintenance mm-hmm. thing? I just, Tommy would, had the better plan. I was, wish we foolish. knew what his plan was. And, but. See, but, and, and see, that's my thing. I don't know if, if Ghost necessarily had the plan. I think that Ghost was probably just going to get Alicia, kill her, go back to How Jason. How was he going to get her out, though? You're in a federal building with Cam- And that's I'm not still, what Jason yeah. wanted. He wanted, he wanted but, her delivered. I know that, but... Yeah. Yeah. Ghost does is not necessarily trying to take orders from him in that type of way because he's trying to get Ghost to be a part of the game uh, of the of the drug thing and Ghost is not having it. I don't no, think he would have no, killed her no. because he owes well, him money. But how else? How else? What is he going to do? Put uh, locker a uh, tiger up in the uh, in I mean, the van? That's what we'll we never know. know. We'll never to know. To me, it seemed like that was the point of the scene to show for once. Ghost Tommy had the better, better plan. plan. Exactly. That ghost and, came up in there with a bag and a, and a wrench right. and thought he was going to really do some some damage. And right. we see. And that actually the parking lot when they yeah. cross when they cross paths and Ghost looked at Tommy. He kind of looked at him like, "Oh shit, yeah, huh. okay, yeah, yeah." And, and shout out know, to Tommy. Um, Going back to his Teresi roots, remember they were going to start an ambulance company together. Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, um, but super quickly, did you see, like, that was actually something that Tommy pointed out to Ghost. He said, that's why you <clears throat> lost, because you don't have anybody. Like, you ain't got nobody. <laughs> so, I mean, that was like mm-hmm. a, a direct thing that we all feel. You know? He did, but he, then he also mentioned that mm-hmm. when Ghost says that you basically that you need me or that, I, that I'm better than you, yeah. Ghost, uh, t- um, Tommy also acknowledged that, but then turned it around with, uh, as you said. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, let's, let's, let's uh, move on. Okay, hit it. Um, Councilman Tate, Cassandra, Derek. This is going to be good. Um, First of all, happy birthday, Lorenz Tate. Yesterday, we got the birthday (laughs) treat. Maybe, maybe not, depending upon who Uh. you ask. Um, Cassandra having Tate, Cassandra and Tate having that little affair, that sex thing was rather extended, no? And a lot of conversation during it. But, you know, we learned. That sex thing made me uncomfortable. It did. (laughs) It did. I was like, it ain't nothing sexy about this, in my opinion. Maybe that's why they did that, because all of a sudden, Councilman Frankie Lyman went from being Councilman Frankie Lyman <laughs> to banging out his age to, to old Councilman Old Dog. Like he Not legit Frankie went Lyman. from two different people, <laughs> and I feel like they stretching out these violent scenes or these sexual scenes to show us, like, oh no, this this is who he is. He, he's in the street. Remember, it was yeah, the extended scene where he yeah. was beating a white boy up yeah. in the office. 
Now we had an extended sex Now scene. he's having sex with his wife. What in the... It's crazy. And then let's talk about really quickly her telling her husband, well, he apologized and, and poo-pooing him. <laughs> Clearly, you are just a speed bump. <clears throat> And she has higher aspirations. I mean, com- completely. You can you can see the subtext. So Cassandra obviously is married <laughs> to um, to Derek. He's kind of like a Cyrus Bean. So she's using him to a power. It's power position. She's mm-hmm. clearly with him for for. Um, for for a better game, mm-hmm. she said to him, "This campaign is bigger than you, so much bigger than you." So she has ulterior motives, and yeah, she's she'll with do anything for she's, clout. she's with Derek simply for that. Yeah. But and the he only got pro- fired, didn't he? He, no. Was, no. he? he was on the house, no? No, 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 no. he was never fired. He, he just fired. got put back in his checks. place yeah. with violence. And then you have, now you have the other DNC lady, um, Ramona, um, Ramona uh, Garrity, oh. who comes into the place, and now she and Ghost have some type of thing, and now Ghost is going to F her in order to control Kate. How you know? How you know she's... Oh, we can see it. Yeah. Totally see it. You can totally see it. Ramona? I can yeah. tell he's checking yeah. for her. She's checking yeah. for him too. But maybe, you know, maybe Ghost learned his lesson from what happened last season or was it the season before no, with that was Garcelle? Garcelle. With it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he played himself out of position in a situation with Councilman Tate. Maybe well, not though. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just not that deep. Maybe power writers know that we like sex on power and they got to have somebody to yeah. do it. There, there's Over some, Angie, yes. <laughs> busting out those feelings. Do we you gotta miss have Angie? Sex. Does anybody miss Angie really quick? Do we feel like no, she's missing? You know, I miss Angela being the root of the drama. I don't mm. miss her, but now that she's gone, I'm like, well, then now who's gonna cause trouble? <laughs> <laughs> All right, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> um, fair enough. Um, anything else? <laughs> okay, wait. So regarding Ramona and Tate, what do we know about that? We know that she works for the DNC. Her mm-hmm. husband was, what, a member of Congress, Senate, something like that, cheated with some hookers and some video, mm-hmm. and she's a little bitter. But she is, a, for whatever reason, it sounds like the DNC would like him to be governor. Yes. So do we do do you think, based off of the conversation that they were having when it was Ramona, Tate, <laughs> and Tasha at the dinner table? Another power, power oh, go ahead. Yeah, struggle, right? Power struggle. Yeah. Okay, so do we think that there's anything, there's a pass between Ramona and in uh, Councilman Tate. I don't. No, I think that... Uh, oh, mm-hmm. you think so? I think so. I okay. think something might come of it. Uh, what was the line that was said? Notes don't fail me. Um, basically, she she was talking about when your past, like being s- something going wrong with your past, but it creates opportunities. And she looked directly at Tate and it was something that they knew between the t- two of them. And then Tasha caught it. She was looking at both of them like, she, what's right, going she, on? She did. Yeah, so I think that there's something there that we just don't know about that will possibly come up. And that could be something that uh, maybe a power struggle between Tate and Ghost because he's going to be smashing her. And maybe Tate had already smashed. I don't know. But I, I, I also think that that um, Ramona clearly runs... She runs and controls Tate, and yeah. uh, and once that once Ghost comes into the picture, I think is going to cause division between the two. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Just mm. to your to to uh, oh your question, mm. Jill. Uh, if we missed 
Angela and Angel Wood said no one cares about Angela don't miss that bony chick at all oh, okay well, alright okay. Angela okay. bony yeah. alright <laughs> oh, is there anything else am I missing um, really quick Tasha and her mom so Tasha yes. no it would not be fun for your mama to run the daycare by herself mm-hmm. a great way to clean mm-hmm. money Tasha you know seeing that cash flow in there that mm-hmm. was pretty interesting um, mom you need to get a job too not depend on your daughter and the extra dealer husband to care yeah. for you yeah but now it's clear all the things that she's ever said to Tasha in the past she's making it very clear now this is why I, uh, she felt like Tasha needs to work it out because mm-hmm. she wouldn't have to work either right well, yeah, and she's gonna be babysitting now, and so. eventually, eventually <laughs> yeah. she's going to get on board with this because when Tasha presents to her that this is a, a financial gain, she's going to be completely with it. Yeah, quite okay. possibly. Okay, so what's up, Cornelia? Hi, how you doing? Fantastic. Okay, so we have this new segment where we have top moments of the After Buzz Power After Show. Past six seasons. Past six seasons, and so now let's drop this clip for this uh, <laughs> week's uh, top moment. Cold piece of the week for episode nine of season two of Power goes to Kanan, obviously. I don't think anybody is in disagreement with this. And I made a list of the things that Kanan uh, was a piece of shit for. He was terrorizing the community as soon as he got out of prison with that Pelly Pell coat on. He was responsible for pink sneakers in the whole uh, situation with her. Popping up on Tasha like some dude that sent the hey you text that be hitting you up on your cell phone. He, that. he disappeared and came back on the Chinatown bus. <laughs> he cut Dre's friend's tongue out. He shattered Dre's poor little dreams about getting off the block. He killed his own son. He killed his own son after yes, sending did. him out to kill ghosts uh, because, like Sean said, you just a bitter old thug. And and now, Dre, you gonna get the cold pizza because you still hanging with this dude. He gonna kill you too. So <laughs> let us know online who your cold pizza. Well, Dre's still alive, so yeah. Fifty left the Pelly Pell coat behind. Yeah. Burned in the fire. The, the day he turned into Freddy Krueger. Right. So for old time's sake, drop us with this week's cold piece of the week. Lord. <laughs> What episode is this? Three. 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 Cold piece of the week for Power Season 6. Episode 3 goes to Dre's daughter. Dre's daughter survived an ambush. <laughs> she survived a federal raid. She got another black man. She got another brother's blood splashed on her face. Peeked over the hood and was like... Throughout all of this, she ended up unscathed flash forward to the train station where she just moseying along they're talking about spelling words in her first day of kindergarten so for that reason <laughs> I would like to give cold piece of the week to Dre's daughter who I just found out her name is Heaven the yes. character uh-huh. so shout out to Heaven for being Heaven scorned and battered and needing therapy for the rest of her life <laughs> without shedding a tear for th- exactly you know what? People talked about that <laughs> Poor she shed two tears after um, after the first Shootout, and then once, um, then once, um, uh, uh, Dre took the baby. She let out two cries, and then when Dre killed Donovan, nothing. Hey, she's a baby G, right? Father's child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so now let's go into predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Who started it out? Uh, Bam! You always go last. Yes. So go right. first. Go first. Okay, so. I've I've said many times before that Tate dies. Um, would you like to know why I heard that he dies? Okay. 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 So if you don't want to hear this, 
just mute it and then when you see me throw, uh, throw the thumbs up then you can turn me back up mm-hmm. okay so when we were in New York, when you guys, when I was waiting for you guys to come downstairs after you guys were doing the red carpet, I talked to this guy who <clears throat> was a, a background actor, a background actor, mm-hmm. and he said that he did some show called Power. At the time, he didn't know what the show was. Um, that he was asked to do this role, and the scene, and the scene that he shot was spoiler alert. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> was of. Of some council, some council person that got shot, and they and there was a there was a, a, a reporter. The scene was a reporter was reporting the death outside of some club. Mm. So I think that it's obviously Tate, but as far as who killed Tate, I think it could be Derek, the husband. Once he finds oh. out, once he finds out, <laughs> yeah, once he finds out because Tate already beat his ass, mm-hmm. and now you effing his girl. Mm. Mm, I'm interesting. Everybody. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I've always, but I've always thought, okay, back up, back up, <laughs> back up. So I've always thought that Tate was gonna die, but as far as who kills him, I think it's now. I think it's Derek. Interesting. And then I'll leave. I have plenty more, but that's a hell of a prediction. Yeah. But what if it's ghost? Because I think it could be ghost because, yeah. as you said, the the whole um, now he's becoming a politician, and so I think it would be really cool if one more prediction. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really cool if everybody died except for Ghost and Tasha, and then they get back. The to, main two that need to die. But, but they get back together. Tasha obviously realizes that that life is not what it's about. The two of them stay together mm-hmm. but then Tariq decides nah I'm cool I'm staying in this drug life and now they have to deal with their son mm. but Ghost dies at the end of the, se- at the series is my opinion alright I'm done I'm gonna let everybody else go I'll skip my predictions I gave them kind of earlier okay yeah and I said one of mine um, I definitely think that uh, Ramona's gonna be the new love interest and she could possibly be somewhat of what gets involved between uh, Tate and Ghost mm-hmm. but they have so much more to be you know at, at odds about um, and then um, I do want to say that Ghost and Tommy will partner up. We've seen it before, and maybe it's old, but I mean, maybe it's just something in me that wants that to happen. So I'm gonna leave it there. For my predictions, I actually think Councilman Frankie Lyman will continue on <laughs> and be one of the anchors in the new show because I don't see them stretching out this character this this past season and, and showing us who he used to be. Keep mentioning this damn please child project, yeah, and just leaving it be. Mm-hmm. There has to be some element. Of Reina's legacy and that left for me, it might be to carry over. Sorry, oh. Stern. Yeah, Damn Stern. Up. So I feel like that he is going to be one of the players in the next one. I think at the, the, the very end, I think all of them have to die, especially. I think Tommy might go to jail because he ain't snitching on nobody. He's already said that. And I think Ghost has to die. I actually think Tariq will kill Ghost. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Ooh, I don't like there it. Was, I don't like there it. There was foreshadowing in that when Ghost told him, in the like with the fake hug Tariq gave him, everything yeah. I have goes to you. Just saying. Yeah. And and because um, because Kanan killed his son, now to he, keep, yeah. And then there was another foreshadowing moment when Alicia told Jason right before she was killed, which was a very awesome, gruesome killing, by the yeah. way. But um, she said, whoever did this to me will betray you, too. So um, that Shout would say to Tommy. Alicia's pink suit. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that would leave Tommy. That's who she's talking about. So maybe. Do you have it? We wrap? No. I no, did. Uh, I did. Right. Yep. Um, it's so hard to just really quick. It's so hard to figure out who you think is going to die because Courtney, they all got production deals with the network. So it's like you don't know if there's a there's a if there's a spinoff. Are they going to do a prequel? They have so many deals. It's kind of hard to figure out who you think is going to to die and then who yeah. is going to continue. 
Well, I think everybody at some point is just going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if yeah. it's a street show and it's true to the streets, they People have die. to die. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They have to. Yep. Canelia, let everybody know what you've been up to and where you could be found. Well, you can find me across the board <laughs> at Canelia on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can check me out. I got shows if you're in the LA area coming up at Canelia.com. That's like Kenny and Ophelian. Also, still got the podcast Happy Hour. Make sure you guys check us out on iTunes and all apps where podcasts can be heard. Happy Hour, a shot of conversation. And I'm just out here in the streets, you know. Just <laughs> <laughs> we miss Cornelia. Thank you so much for being back here today. Um, you can catch me at Robin Ayers on all of my social media platforms. Catch some of my my dope quotes out there on my Instagram page. Like, um, she oh, I'll be, oh, be laying Nuggets. Evangelist. <laughs> um, but also, you guys can check us out at Power After Plug on Instagram as well. I'm Jill Monroe. Hit me up at Stiletto Jill. Shout out to Camelia for coming in thank and you, blessing us you. with our presence. I know you guys are happy about that. And yeah, at Stiletto Jill everywhere. And you can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson. Thank you to our co um thank you to uh, uh Cornelia who stepped in for Jimmy um if you don't know go back and watch some of the old uh uh power after shows but Cornelia was a part of season 2 3 yeah. seasons 2 and 3 I think that's yeah, part yeah, of yeah, yeah. Yeah. Season 2 yeah and we want to also thank our special guest Jerry Ferrer who plays Joe Proctor and next week yeah Avery Mason who plays Black Grimace will be joining oh us so <laughs> I can't wait to talk to him because don't want to uh, miss it he only got one kidney, y'all. We need to find out about this kidney, brother. <laughs> I can't. See you guys next week. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.